This is the Vince Salerno Podcast, Episode 9. And yes, I'm back. On today's show, we're talking about the Cars 3 trailer, the Uncharted script being locked, and also we're going to be going through my most anticipated films of 2017. So sit back and relax because the Vince Salerno Podcast starts right now. Hey guys, welcome to the Vince Lerno Podcast on this Friday, January 13th, 2017. And yes, I'm back. I have returned to the podcast starting the new year with a brand new episode. Um, in case you guys didn't know, I took a break um, in September 2016 because of uh, some technical issues with SoundCloud and I uh, had to figure out a new platform. Eventually, I just resorted to posting old episodes on YouTube, and uh, I'm going to be continuing to put all my episodes on YouTube. So you can hopefully you're watching this on YouTube right now. So now you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm so happy to be back. I never had any intention of uh, not doing the podcast. It was just a matter of uh, figuring out what the uh, plan was going forward with just the technological uh, issues I had with SoundCloud and whatnot, but I'm, I'm happy to be back, happy to talk movies. It's a new year, it's a new dawn, new day, new life, and I'm feeling good. Let's get right into the top five of the week. Now, I, I, I couldn't find five stories to really cover that I wanted to talk about. I only found four. So this week, it's the top four. So, number one, Cars 3, the first trailer for Cars 3 has dropped. The actual, actually the first full trailer, I should say, for Cars 3. Uh, we got a teaser trailer uh, in uh, late 2016, uh, around um, November, I think, is when that teaser came out. And now January, we're getting a brand new one. Extends on um, plot and characters. Still not exactly a full trailer, in fact, I I I probably go so far as to say it's a teaser, but it's 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 here, and I like it. Uh, some people don't like the Cars franchise, and I can understand why. I grew up with it as a kid. I love the first movie. I think it's a great film. Second one was an obvious step in the wrong direction. Good kid movie to sell toys, but nothing really there that really um, is eminent from Pixar. It's eminent from Pixar's resume that they don't make movies like this and. It was shocking that they made a movie like this that was only for marketing purposes and toys. It was it was kind of sad. Uh, so to see them taking this new Rocky Three direction with Cars, I think is fantastic. Lightning McQueen is older. It's been about ten years since the first Cars film. So um, yeah, you can see my trailer reaction on YouTube. Um, but long story short, I like the trailer. I'm a little concerned we haven't seen Mater at this point. I mean, I understand you want to try and keep Mater out because he was the focal point of the second movie. Maybe that was their downfall. But Mater is a big character in the Cars franchise. Same with all the other characters from Radio Springs. Like, where where are all they? I want to know what's happening with them. It's concerning. But not to the point where I'm scared for the movie. I think it's going to be great. I think it'll redeem the Cars franchise in the eyes of many. I think a lot of people have already been looking forward to this movie who weren't we didn't really need a cars 3 we need an incredibles 2 
and other sequels for films that haven't gotten sequels in Pixar. But Cars 3 looks like a... Uh, Cars 3 looks like it's on its way to redeeming the franchise, and that's what I think can be the big takeaway for a lot of people. So I'm looking forward to it regardless. Uh, number two, the Uncharted script is finally locked. According to uh, Joe Carnahan, the writer of the movie, uh, this film will be directed by Sean Levy based on the awesome video game franchise Uncharted starring Nathan Drake. I love this video game franchise. This is why I wanted to talk about it. Uh, I think it's it's like Indiana Jones because he's a treasure hunter, but it's not because he's kind of a bad dude. Nathan Drake's not necessarily a good guy. Um, so he's a very interesting, complex character, and the games have always been told... Uh, they've always been very story-driven. They've always been told in a very cinematic way. So I'm totally looking forward to this movie, and I cannot wait to see who, who they cast as Nathan Drake. That'll probably be the next big thing they have to do now that the script is finally locked. Uh, number three, Star Wars Episode Eight details have emerged. Ryan Johnson has been talking up a storm about uh, things that we can expect in Episode Eight. One of which is um, Ray and Luke will be the the central relationship in Episode Eight. And also the film will address the reason why Luke Skywalker is on the island at the end of episode seven, what he's been doing there, what happened. Um, also details have emerged that Kylo Ren's humanity will be explored. We got some concept art of his custom TIE fighter, which looks super cool. Um, yes, I looked at the leaked concept art because I need my Star Wars goodiness. And yeah, this is all fantastic news. I mean, I never expected anything short of this. Um, it's great to hear it, and it just means the fact that we're hearing this stuff means we're getting closer and closer to episode eight. If you see my review for Rogue One, you know I didn't I didn't love it. I liked it, and I really wasn't looking forward to it as much as other people have, and because um, I, I, I just wanted to get to episode eight. I just want to see the future of the Star Wars franchise. I'm not concerned about going backwards. I've already talked about that at length, so I'm not going to go into it any further. But I'm so glad that we're over Rogue One now. It was a great movie. Sorry, it was a good movie. <laughs> it was a good movie, a lot of fun, but now we're getting into the nitty-gritty episode eight details. I cannot wait. Cannot wait at all. And uh, number four... Uh, Thursday, we got details about The Defenders, the new Netflix series with Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Uh, yeah, this is a really exciting series coming out. Uh, it's all the Netflix TV shows coming together in one big, epic, action-packed series, with Sigourney Weaver playing the villain, who has been named Alexandra. Now, who that is in comic lore, I got no clue. And apparently her identity is kind of a mystery, or what she can do. She may not. I don't know if she'll have abilities or whatever. I don't know if she's going to be uh, a character from the comics or if she's made up, but we shall find out. And they've also said that she's kind of in the vein of, like, you know, in, in tr the tradition of villains like Cottonmouth and Kingpin and, um, uh, oh gosh, Purple Man, David Tennant. I forget his name. The Purple Man. His name is The Purple Man. Um, but yeah, they go into detail about Iron Fist's role, which is 
kind of interesting considering we haven't seen Iron Fist yet, so I'd rather I'd rather see Iron Fist, the series, before I go into what he's going to add to the story. But apparently he's sort of central to the main conflict, and he's the one that gets the team together, uh, which is really cool. So I hope this is different from the Avengers in the sense that it's not just... It's not like this colorful buddy buddy type movie that Avengers was, um, but that it's you know the, the Netflix shows are gritty, they're dark. So I hope that we continue that gritty streak that we're on right now, uh, while having some fun with these characters. Uh, this is a really exciting. I can't tell you how excited I am for this show. It's probably my most anticipated uh, new series slash season, technically of 2017, next to House of Cards, of course, because House of Cards is. Uh, is the best. All right, so that was the top four of the week. Cars 3 trailer, Uncharted script is locked, Star Wars Episode 8 details, and the Defenders details. Okay, so I want to take the rest of this episode to dedicate to the top 10 movies of 2017 that I'm looking forward to. Uh, 2016 was a bit of a damper of a year, and uh, I think there's a lot to look forward to this year. Um, I have... There's, I mean, there's like countless films that I'm looking forward to in 2017, but I had to narrow it down to 10, or I wanted to, I guess, <laughs> and uh, now, now now we're going to talk about it. So um, whether, you, whether your top 10 list agrees with mine, that's not the point, so stop crying. <laughs> All right, so starting from the bottom, number 10, uh, the number 10 movie I'm looking forward to is Patriot's Day. Now, technically, I don't know if this counts as a 2016 film. I haven't actually looked into... I know it was released limited. I don't remember when. So I guess technically it is a 2016 film, but technically not, because it has to go wide. I actually think it goes wide this weekend. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. i got to look into this stuff. But uh, being having my dad be a cop, I have a huge amount of respect for police, law enforcement, uh, servicemen and women, uh, and any time a movie comes out that really supports them and what they do, especially with the uh, Boston Marathon bombings, um, I feel inclined to see this movie. And I, I can see, I, I think anybody who has parents or relatives that are in law enforcement, you can see those people in, in these types of movies. I can see my dad in Mark Wahlberg's role um, because my dad's that kind of cop. He, he's, he's not a quitter. And um, that's that's really moving, and it, it says a lot when you can connect on that type of level. I think without having even seeing the movie, and uh, you know, I, I like Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Peter Berg directed one of my favorite films of all time, The Rundown. Uh, so, and they've always they've worked together multiple times, and they've always done really great films. So it's a um, it's a recipe for success, I think. All right, number nine, The Circle. Uh, the Circle stars Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, and John Boyega, and Karen Gillan. I almost forgot to mention her. It's about like a kind of a social media infested world where the world is sort of uh, the the world runs on the ability to know as much as possible. Like I think the line in the trailer is knowing knowing a lot is good, but knowing everything is better. So I think it's it's. It's like the idea of being in the now, being hip, um, being part of society, and we reach the point where society is forcing you to be a certain way, and if you can't be that way, then you're an outcast. 
a lot of interesting themes that I, I've wanted to tackle as a filmmaker myself. So that's kind of why I'm excited for this. And, you know, Emma Watson, I freaking love Emma Watson. She's just, she's beautiful. She's a great actress. She's got a great voice singing wise. John Boyega, my man from Star Wars. Uh, he's freaking awesome. I can't wait to see his career flourish. Tom Hanks. Come on. It's Woody. I love Woody. I love Tom Hanks. And Karen Gillan from Doctor Who. It's literally like, it, 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 it literally hits all four corners for me. You got Toy Story. You got Star Wars. You got you got Beauty and the Beast. And you got Karen Gillan from Doctor Who. It, 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 it's, it, it totally sold me. Just the cast. And then knowing that these themes are going to be tackled in this movie. It's all super exciting. And I just, I can't wait to see this movie. It's going to be really intriguing. Really deep, I think. Uh, number eight is Dunkirk. Uh, Chris Nolan, you know, it's Chris Nolan, guys. There's really not much else to say about it. Um, he's done a lot of different things in the past. He's done, uh, like, magic movies. He's magic fantasy movies with The Prestige. He's done superhero with The Dark Knight. He's done uh, crime dramas with Memento. He did science fiction with Interstellar. Now he's doing a war film, Dunkirk, on the the Battle of Dunkirk. <laughs> um, great cast surrounding this movie. You got uh, Kenneth Branagh, Cillian Murphy, Mark Rylance, Tom Hardy, Harry Styles, if you consider him a good actor. I haven't seen him act, so I don't know. But, I mean, it, it, it's a no-brainer. This movie's going to be fantastic, I think. It, it's Chris Nolan. It's, he's got a great cast behind him. There's not a lot of star power in this film, even though I've, I, I mentioned the cast, I mean, I, they're well known to people like me who follow movies, but I don't think they're maybe Tom Hardy, but I don't think these actors are super well known to the general public, but they're all fantastic performers who deserve to have a shot at this movie. And it, I, it just, it looks wonderful. It looks great. It looks like a Chris Nolan movie. And I, Chris Nolan's my man. I love everything he does. And I can't wait for this. Number seven, lucky number seven, Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man is my boy. He, I know I'm saying that a lot, but he is. <laughs> he is a boy in this new movie. He's a 15, 16-year-old kid going to high school. Um, the whole movie's supposed to have this sort of John Hughes vibe to it, which I freaking adore. And I'm sure Miley Durbin, if you're listening right now, you'd probably like that too. I hope you do because she's a, she's a John Hughes fan like myself. And... Um, it's Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. I grew up with Spider-Man. He was fantastic in Civil War. He was like one of the greatest things in Civil War. I, I will continue to sing the praise of Tom Holland and Civil War because everything in there was just perfect. Um, in this movie, he's going to be tackling issues of juggling life at, in high school while also trying to be a superhero and also join the Avengers and Tony Stark won't let him. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in this movie to bring in the connective tissues of the MCU. Uh, Michael Keaton, my favorite actors, is going to be playing the Vulture, which I think is really interesting, and I, I can't wait to see what he brings to the role. Uh, you got uh, Marissa Tomei playing Aunt May. I think she's still too young to be Aunt May, but, you know, it's at this point, it's a little too late for that. Um, but, yeah, I, the, 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 and the really exciting thing about this movie is that it's, it's the homecoming of Spider-Man in the MCU. It's something we've been dreaming about for a long time, us big comic book Marvel movie fans. 
And it, it's just, it's really exciting to know that Sony and Marvel came up with this deal and that Spider-Man can exist in this world with all these Marvel characters, like in the comics. So that just opens up multiple possibilities with multiple stories you can tell now. It's awesome. I, I can't wait for this movie. It's going to be really, really good, I think. A lot of promising things. Okay, number six, Cars 3. Now, I know what you're all probably thinking. Why are you putting Cars 3 in front of all those other films you mentioned? Well, I mean, like I already said, I love the Cars franchise, and I love the direction they're taking with Cars. It's the Rocky 3 of the Cars franchise, and I love... I love those stories, and I'm a huge fan of Rocky, so I, I really dig the whole um, <clears throat> the whole storyline of someone getting older and sort of being pushed out of uh, pushed out of a world that's changing when you're still stuck in the past, and you have to adjust to that. And I know it's it's hard for people. So these mature themes that Pixar likes to tackle is why I'm really excited for Cars Three, and think it'll be it'll be one of the best films of the year. I think. I mean. There'd probably be more to kick it out, but one of the best animated films of the year. Let's let's say that. All right, number five. My favorite number, number five, is Disney's live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast. I cannot tell you how stoked I am for this movie. Um, Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorite animated films, or Disney animated films. It's my favorite Disney princess animated film. The story is just so... It's so much more impactful than the likes of Snow White and Cinderella. Not that those stories aren't great, but <clears throat> the message that this story has about seeing what's on the inside, not what's on the outside, um, really spoke to me for some reason. I just, I just thought that, I just thought the film tells a great story emotionally than any other Disney princess film has done in the past. Maybe, well, I guess Moana, but. Love isn't really a theme, so it can't really apply. <sighs> Whatever. But yeah, Emma Watson, as I said, I love Emma Watson, so... And she, her singing voice is just, uh The song she sings that we've heard so far is just perfect. I mean, she's not my first choice to play Belle, but she is a great choice to play Belle. That is for certain. Okay, number four. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. You guys know, I'm a huge science fiction fan, and when Guardians came out, I feel like, for a lot of my nerdy filmmaker friends, James Gunn had beat us, a lot of us to the movie we wanted to make. Like, that was the movie that I wanted to make when I was eight, 6, 17, 18 years old. Um, I know people who have said that that's the movie they wanted to make when they were 17, 18 years old, and James Gunn beat us to it. Um, but you can excuse that, because... It's a fantastic movie. It's a great science fiction story. It's really geeky and nerdy and action-packed, and the music is great. And Volume 2 seems like it's just continuing all that and more. Like, it it's, looks like it's going to be a bigger, uh, uh, funnier, emotional, action-packed adventure. And I just... We have known nothing about the plot, except that Star-Lord and the Guardians are going to search for his father, who will be Ego the Living Planet played by uh, uh, Kurt Russell. So the the theme of fathers and fatherhood and uh, sisterhood with Gamora and Nebula will be an ongoing theme, I think. Um, you got Elizabeth Debicki playing the villain in this movie. You got Glenn Close coming back. You got um, uh, 
uh, Mantis from the comics coming into the Guardians of the Galaxy. She's going to be a character. Baby Groot. We cannot. We can't not talk about Baby Groot. Baby Groot's like he's going to be the best thing of 2017. Like everybody's going to want to have a Baby Groot. I want a Baby Groot. So all that and more. It's going to be fantastic. I think. Okay, number three is Blade Runner 2049. Reason why is because Blade Runner is one of my favorite films of all time. It was the first time I had really watched a movie multiple times because I was so intrigued and I, I got so much out of it every time I watched it. I've never had that experience before. Like, if, like I, I watched it maybe like five times in one week and every time I just got something new out of it and I kept changing my opinion and theories on certain things. It's, it's just a fantastic and wonderfully complex movie. And the fact that we're getting a sequel to that story, the story of Rick Deckard, a.k.a. Harrison Ford, is exciting. And also the fact that Denis Villeneuve, uh, director Sicario, is directing this. And Roger Deakins is shooting a science fiction film. And Ryan Gosling is in this movie. He's playing the main character, Kay, um, alongside Harrison Ford's Rick Deckard. And uh, rumors another character from the past might show up. Uh, I, I just can't wait. I just, I just want to. I, I just hope it says. I just hope it says complicated and as big, and sweeping and 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 beautiful as the original film. And it seems like that's exactly what they're going to do. So I, I have no reason not to be excited for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. To be honest. All right, final two. Number two on my list is Logan, aka. Wolverine 3. What a trailer, man. If you see my trailer reaction for the first Logan trailer, I, I was kind of depressed afterwards. I mean, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. It's a, it's a great trailer. It's a really good trailer. And it's totally not what we were expecting with, um, with Wolverine. I mean, we expected something similar to this, like an old man Logan feel, but they, they're really going all out while telling a somewhat original story with X-23 and Professor X and Wolverine on a road trip, hiding, protecting this girl from the Weapon X program, I think it is, or somebody. Um, and it's Hugh Jackman's last hurrah as Wolverine, which is really sad to think about. Um, he's a great actor, and it's, it's going to be weird seeing him not in the role of the Wolverine. Um, hopefully they don't straight up recast it right now. I feel like you will. They will recast in the near future, but hopefully not soon. I feel like we'll probably see the end of Professor X. He'll probably die in this one too. That'll be really sad. And some theories going around that the reason why the mutants are gone in 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 Logan is because he killed them all, which apparently is a thing that happens in the Old Man Logan comic, which would be absolutely devastating but super super fantastic for the story in terms of uh drama and just how why logan is the way he is today and that's just really exciting so obviously number two and my number one most anticipated movie of 2017 is star wars episode eight this is kind of a no-brainer i mean because i'm obviously a big star wars fan <laughs> Um, but no, let, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Episode 8, despite what you think, I've had friends, my roommates, I'm talking to you guys, 
who have who who don't think Force Awakens is a good movie. And yes, does it retread some old ground with kind of redoing the plot of uh, Episode Four? Yeah, it does, but that doesn't bother me. Plus, you're trying to reboot the franchise in a way. Like, you don't want to do something new and have people hate it. So I'm more comfortable with us now being at a place where we're happy in Star Wars, and now we can move on to trying new things. And I totally think they will. Uh, I think just the fact that this is a cast 30 years later is already new enough for me. I mean... And, and just Ray and Finn and Poe, they're not carbon copies of the original trilogy characters. They're, they're a new trio. They're new people. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these characters' stories continue in Episode Eight. And I am especially looking forward to see how Luke Skywalker got on that island, what went down with his, with his uh, Jedi Padawans. Is Ray one of them? Is she his daughter? Is Ray a Kenobi? I'm starting to buy into those both those two theories. I, I think it's like 50-50 either Rey is, her, is Luke's daughter or Rey is related to the Kenobis. Or a Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. The only Kenobi, dang it! <laughs> um, so yeah, and Kylo Ren, like I said, he's got some cool stuff happening for him. Uh, great themes about humanity. We might dis- discover his humanity and his continuous struggle to fight the light side. So maybe there's hope for him, despite what people think (laughs) and what I think. And seriously, there's no reason not to be excited for episode eight, especially with all the rumors and uh, rumors about practical effects with Snoke and Luke's lightsaber, him unleashing his Jedi skills. It, It all leads to just being a fantastic movie, I think. I can't wait. And also bittersweet because we're going to see this will be the last time we see Carrie Fisher on screen as Princess Leia there is talks of of, uh, bringing her back via CGI like Tarkin in Rogue One in episode 8 which I think is fine um, as long as the estate approves I feel like as long as it's this one time to send her character off properly I think it'll be okay Now, if they go overboard and they continue to bring her back in future Star Wars movies, then that's, we have a problem, I think. Uh, That's another topic altogether. So again, running down the list of my top 10 most anticipated films of 2017, that's Patriot's Day, The Circle, Dunkirk, Spider-Man Homecoming, Cars 3, Beauty and the Beast, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Blade Runner 2049, Logan, and Star Wars Episode 8. Just really quick, some honorable mentions include uh, The Founder, the Michael Keaton McDonald's movie, the Lego Batman movie, Get Out, uh, Jordan Peele's uh, horror film, uh, Kong Skull Island, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Fate of the Furious, Guilty Pleasure, Part of the Caribbean 5, Dead Men Tell No Tales, uh, The Mummy, Wonder Woman, uh, Baby Driver, that's Edgar Wright's new film, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, uh, Cloverfield 3, the third Cloverfield film coming out, Thor, Ragnarok, Justice League, Disney Pixar's Coco, Murder on the Orient Express, Jumanji 2, Downsizing, The Six Billion Dollar Man, and The Greatest Show on Earth. 
or I'm sorry, that's The Greatest Showman on Earth, starring Hugh Jackman. <clears throat> those are so those are other films that I'm looking forward to uh, in 2017. Seriously, I know 2016 was a very sucky year. I mean, de depending on your mood during the election, some people were really happy, some people were not happy. Um, <clears throat> we had a lot of unfortunate celebrity deaths over the year, uh, including we lost a lot of arms, arms men and women, uh, servicemen and women. Um, a lot of the movies sucked that shouldn't have sucked in 2016. A lot of them didn't suck, but a lot of them did. Uh, so I'm coming into 2017 very optimistic and very, uh, very happy. I think it's going to be a good year. And also, if you want to see my top 10 films of 2016, I'll be putting that video up uh, in the next couple weeks, I think. It's been uh, a busy couple weeks doing a lot of pitches for projects, writing projects, uh, getting people on my crew for uh, resurrecting my romantic comedy final draft, which I'll go into detail some other time about. But yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things are happening. And I guess that's part of the reason why I also took a break from the podcast was just because this is my last year at JP Catholic and it's a very busy year uh, for me particularly. So uh, yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy, enjoy myself here while I can. I have a lot of uh, good friends here and I want to make the most of uh, my time here, make good memories with them. And uh, with that being said, we're going to close this episode. It's a, kind of a short one. They usually top out at uh, 40 minutes, but I'm going to cut this one short. So thank you all for watching and tuning in to the Vince Lerno Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed this new episode. If you did, hit the like button. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can check out my short films, my trailer reactions, and more episodes of the Vince Lerno Podcast. So I'll be back every Friday with brand new episodes. I'm going to be pushing for more special guests. A lot of guests I've had have been locals in Escondido. I'm going to really push for uh, reaching out to people outside the Escondido area, uh, as you saw, I got to do a Star Wars review with Rose Dayton. We're going to get Rose on the show, uh, hopefully in the next couple months when we see each other again. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of great, exciting things to look forward to with this podcast. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing the rest of it. I hope you guys are enjoying this because I am enjoying talking about all this stuff. It's what I love doing. All right. Thank you all for watching. God bless and peace out.